you know, Ian's going to bring up a news thing, and I'm just going to jump on that and just uh, talk out of my ass for a little bit. But speaking of news, speaking of news, yeah. I guess we can kick off with the pissing on the ashes of uh, we've heard of to- the Predator being remade, and now they're going to remake Total Recall. Total fucking Recall. Yes, and uh, Ian told me that the producer of Total Recall is the remake of Total Recall is uh, Neil H. H. Moritz. Yeah, the producer of such fine movies as The Skulls One, Two, and Three, Urban Legends like One, Two, and Three, Cruel Intentions That's right, there was a One third. and Two, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, Fast and the Furious, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and Fast and Furious. This is the man who is basically responsible for uh, paying the rent of pretty much every single actor that has ever worked on the WB network. Yeah. <laughs> And also the fine creator who brought us Stealth. Stealth. Jesus Christ. I don't have high hopes for this movie. I mean, number, I mean, number one, the movie does not need a remake in the no. first place, yet alone a remake for, for someone who, has, as I mentioned earlier, who, is, who has made a name for himself of producing Crap. terrible sequels to already terrible movies. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of the first Cruel Intentions. I did enjoy the first Cruel Intentions. Who didn't? Oh, I'm sure there are a few people out there. <laughs> I've met people that don't. I've met people that hate all kinds of great films. Can you believe it? I've met people that don't like Hudson Hawk. What's wrong with these? That's one. That's what, what's wrong with them? <laughs> Looney Tunes back in action. How can you not like that? <laughs> Space Jam. <laughs> I want to hear where he gets Michael Jordan. Last Action Hero. I mean, come on, Last Action Hero. These are all classic movies. We need more movies like this. Movies like Heaven's Gate and Ishtar and reminds you what the good shit is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't have the sweet, the bitter, uh, the sweet. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, uh, although I must admit, I did smoke enough pot in college to convince myself that I did enjoy the first Skulls. Oh, really? Because, or simply because at the time I was a big Dawson's Creek fan. <laughs> I used to go around say, and I was a huge Joshua Jackson fan. I used to go around saying to my other Dawson's Creek uh, gakis, I was like, "Hey, maybe Dawson's Creek, but it's Pacey Show." <laughs> <laughs> Fucker already! <laughs> that was what, Because he nailed everyone in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he nailed everyone. He nailed Michelle Williams, he nailed Katie Holmes, he nailed his fucking English teacher. <laughs> I forgot about the English teacher. The English uh, teacher? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. And she was hot. Mm. Teacher was hot. Fucking Pacey. Oh, Pacey. But anyway, yeah, Total Recall being remade by someone who really should leave movies alone, yet alone this particular movie. Is there a campaign to just stamp out all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies and remake them all? They just need to leave them alone. I don't, you can't, I don't see how you can remake Arnold Schwarzenegger movies because you cannot remake Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. <laughs> to remake an Arnold Schwarzenegger... Yeah, he comes from a very unique school of acting. Yeah. It's not a tumor. Get to the chopper! Yeah! <laughs> Get down! <laughs> Nobody barks orders like an Austrian. Oh god! But it's when he gets like all fucked up and like. It's, it's that last. You see, that's why Total Recall can never be remade. You cannot remake that last se- that last scene when he's when he's getting all fucked up on From Mars the without any bear. oxygen because because the vocal performance is irreplaceable. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking great scene. It's like a tonton. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, seeing as we're on the subject of um, on uh, Arnie remakes, yeah, totally Arnie, and, Arnie and remakes. Uh, oh yeah, we talked about this. Earlier. I was actually I was actually going to jump on the comic books because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I read that um, uh, that Christopher Nolan does have some kind of deal. This is regarding the third Batman movie. Yeah, Christopher Nolan does have like some kind of spoken agreement with them that he does get first dibs at a third Batman movie. But yeah. I read somewhere that. Warner Brothers actually is considering a backup just in case. Are they fucking stupid? 
Well, I think the, the the whole thing is is that they would like Christopher Nolan to do it, but at the end of the day, they, they want it fast. They they still want it relatively fast, and because of that, there is. This is what I read. I don't know how, how true it is because I only read it in the one place. Yeah. But uh, there is a possible replacement that they are actually considering Zack Schneider Fuck. to replace him. And personally, I would love to see a, a Zack Schneider Batman, just not now. Let Christopher Nolan finish what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He could do it like in five years and it'd be you like know, a new take. Yeah, a new take. I think, you know, I mean, visually, I think a, a Zack Schneider Batman movie would be very cool. But not now. Not now. Not now. And I knew he's got to do it with Night Owl. <laughs> He's done his yeah. Batman movie, but uh, because if that happens, it'll be it'll be kind of difficult to tell what the future of the franchise will be. Because I mean, Chris, Christian Bale has already been very, very open about the fact that he's only coming back if Christopher Nolan comes, comes back. back. Yeah, you know, and and I just don't. I don't know. That just felt really weird. Yeah, but Hollywood stu- suits aren't renowned for their, their wisdom. Just it's a stupid idea. Even just the rumor out there is enough to piss off people. Just, I mean, they destroy I mean, all the goodwill they have they just destroy it the, the, the uh, general consensus amongst the talkbackers was that they got nothing against the Zack Zac Schneider Batman yeah. they just don't want it now no they want him to fill it, finish the trilogy because so far I mean so far he's, he doesn't he seems to be um, pretty much pleasing everyone with Watchmen yeah. so far for the most part you know I mean uh, there, are, there are the obvious complaints which I think is unavoidable with a film like Watchmen but uh, for the most part fan reaction so far has been pretty damn good it's pretty good but it'll all depend on the box office because it was an expensive movie and it's an R-rated action superhero movie so that's going to limit its crowd a little bit so it'll depend on how it does I guess I don't think I mean like I I never thought that Watchmen would bomb and I don't think it and I I seriously doubt it will bomb but it was never in my mind going to be the kind of movie that was going to make tons and tons and tons of money it's not going to challenge the Dark Knight for most money no I don't think so and uh, yeah, while we're on the subject, subject of comics, it seems that Marvel's getting their act together. Oh, yes. Nick Fury, motherfuckers. Nick Fury. Samuel Jackson signed on for a nine-picture deal. Nine-picture nine deal. Nine-picture deal, man. <laughs> He's buying a house. He's buying whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a small country. Because <laughs> it'll, it'll cover the Avengers movies, Iron Man movies, the Hulk movies, Thor and a, movies. a possible S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in all of the, all of the Marvel like, movies leading up to the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also a possible S.H.I.E.L.D. movie. That's what surprised me, because if it was the first mention of a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, that'd be fucking cool. That'd be cool. I'd see that the helica- be- heli- helicarrier on the big screen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And just Nick Fury kicking ass and taking names. But back to Nick Sh- uh, Zack Schneider he's got a new movie as well he's starting, there's rumours starting about his next movie it's called Sucker Punch yep yep it's kind of an Alice in Wonderland thing um, well, he, he calls it Alice in Wonderland with machine guns it's about a girl it's in the 60s it's a girl in an asylum and is this based on anything or is it yeah, an, I think an original idea it's or? based upon something a friend of his wrote apparently so it's an original idea as far as I can tell but it's basically kind of an Alice in Wonderland thing a girl in an asylum and she goes into the past and the future and it's her head tripping and shit like that but lots and lots it's going to be an R-rated action movie well I guess it would have to be you can't really do an Alice in Wonderland movie right now seeing as Tim Burton's actually doing an Alice in Wonderland movie and there's always that rumours of that um, was it uh, American McGee yeah, yeah, it's a video yeah. game about, uh, about Alice in Wonderland where she just basically fucked up and kills everything I think they've been talking rumours about making that into a movie for a long time I think Sarah Michelle Gellar was attached to that for quite some time mm-hmm. and was it also Wes Craven who was I think was it Wes Craven who was attached to uh, an Alice in Wonderland movie at one point or was he attached to like a Little Red Riding Hood movie Whoa. I remember at one point mm-hmm. Wes Craven was flirting with the idea of doing an R-rated hardcore horror version of either, a- either Alice in Wonderland or mm-hmm. Fucking Little Red Riding Hood. That'd be cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> Although, I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time. The Company Wolves kind of does the Little Red Riding Hood thing, doesn't it? Is that Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah. Yeah. Hey there, Little Red Riding Hood. 
I've, been, I've been a fan of that. I've been a fan of that song ever since I saw Striking Distance. <laughs> That's the one with Bruce Willis. That's the one with Bruce Willis and uh, he's a that, boat that, cop. Yeah, he's a boat cop. He's a water rat. Is it with, Sarah uh, Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, the chick who looks like a foot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> oh, that's a line from Family Guy. No, right? like, <laughs> Peter, yeah. Peter Griffin yeah, is yeah. like, they let Sarah Jessica Parker on TV and she looks oh. like a foot. That's <laughs> 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 just so out of left field. <laughs> you just don't expect anyone to be said. I don't expect you to say it either. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, comic books movies again um, we talked last week about the losers comic book being made and now they're going to make Suicide Squad Suicide Squad yeah. Captain Kangaroo Captain, Captain Boomerang, Boomerang. <laughs> Captain Kangaroo this is Australian yeah, yeah yeah I'd like to see a Captain Kangaroo movie <laughs> I never got Captain Kangaroo all I know about it is from Pulp Fiction from the fucking song uh-huh. you know how like, uh, we're, like we're not big fans of like Hanna-Barbera characters being made CG you know like because now they're doing Yogi Bear Yogi Bear yeah uh, and it's, it's, it's CG and live action yeah. I was thinking there hasn't been a good one of those yet like I mean what you call it? Frank Roger Rabbit wasn't CG that's the that, was, that, was really 2D, that was 2D yeah yeah that pulled it off but I mean you've got uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle kind of sucked yeah I mean Scoop, Scooby-Doo yeah. the only thing the only thing the good that came out of Scooby-Doo was Matthew Lillard yeah he was he, he pitch was, perfect he was nice. pitch perfect Dragon. and uh, but like uh, the guy uh, they got Eric Brevig I think the good director of Journey to the center of the earth to yes. do Yogi Bear. And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about like what Hanna Barbera character would I not mind being done, even if they did it like CG, like live action CG. Yeah. And I came up with uh, fucking Hong what? Kong Fui. Hong Kong Fui would be fucking funny. <laughs> Hong Kong Fui, even if it was CG, just to have this kung fu fighting dog. <laughs> dog. Doesn't it jump into the filing cabinet to get changed? Yeah. I mean, there's a car that comes out of the filing cabinet as well, or something. But uh, but yeah, so up. like if you guys, if you guys are listening, that's the one Hanna Barbera character that I honestly to God would not mind being done. Hong Kong Fui, make it so. Make it so. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> uh, did you hear about the Ghostbusters three news? The what? Ghostbusters three. Yeah, I did. I did. Apparently, Dan, uh, Dan Aykroyd was at the uh, opening of the uh, Boston Has the Blues. Mm-hmm. Mentioned, he said that it's. Uh, they hope to start shooting by the fall. Yeah, right? yeah. The script is commenced early summer, hope to production of fall 2009. I don't know, man. It's one of those projects that. It's kind of like the new Indiana Jones movie. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, you, you, you get excited about it, but when you really take the time to think about it, do we really need another Ghostbusters movie? I mean, because, like, all of the memories you have of Ghostbusters is the first film. The second one was just shit. Oh, I'm the sec- memories of... No, no, Ego, a load of Ego. No, no, I mean, it had its Peter moments. Peter fucking it hilarious had, in that. It had its moments, but in comparison to the first one, it was such an inferiority. Ray? Ray? Hey, Ray. <laughs> You're not sleeping with it, are you, Ray? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. But uh, Ghostbusters 2 does have one line in it that I like to quote, like, just randomly. I'll just go up to people, like friends, of course. It's like, hey, what do you shut? What do you say? You close this place down so you can get me a calzone. <laughs> <laughs> when Venkman, like, because uh, uh, at the beginning of the movie, Ray he owns a bookstore, right? Yeah. Ray's a cult. Ray's a cult books. Yeah. And, like Venkman goes in there and is like, Ray, what do you say? You close this place up so you can buy me a calzone. <laughs> and at the time, I had no idea what a calzone was. <laughs> I was like, it just it. sounds cool. <laughs> Whatever it is, I want it. <laughs> 
and some of the more zombies movies um, we had Pride and Prejudice and Zombies last week uh, Diablo Cody's been attached to book is it Breathers? Breathers yeah. Breathers yeah it's about a guy who comes back as a zombie and yeah, has to try. he has to go to a support group uh, okay did you, like, did you like Juno? sorry? did you like Juno? Um, I liked it I didn't think it was the amazing fucking movie that everyone was making it out to be yeah um, I thought it was a charming little film I liked what? her yeah, uh, you know uh, what was her name? like Olivia is it Olivia something? no no I can't remember what her name is, yeah. but she was she was really good. And, yeah, and uh, heavily researched people, heavily researched. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Uh, but uh, I, I really enjoyed her performance, and I thought I thought the acting was really good. Yeah. Uh, and what's his name? The guy from um, Spider Man. Uh, uh, yeah. Joe Janet Jameson. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's always he's always watchable. He's the new Lee Army. What is his name? I don't know. Either. I can't remember. It's on the tip of my tongue. But he's he's awesome. He was he was like one of the, he was the best thing about the Coen Brothers Lady Killers. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He, he, was he the demolitions expert? Yeah, he was the demolitions expert. The one who brought his bitch to the Waffle Hut. <laughs> I didn't make it that far. Really? Yeah, I couldn't watch it. It was just like this is boring, and I want to do something else. I, I watched it because I, I just enjoyed watching Tom Hanks do something different. It was I just I, I his accent was good. <laughs> the whole just the way the whole well ma'am you know kind of thing it's fucking Foghorn Leghorn robbing the fucking woman robbing the bank I enjoyed Tom Hanks in that movie I, did, I, didn't, I didn't particularly like the movie but I really enjoyed Tom Hanks because yeah. by that at that point I was just so sick to death of seeing Tom Hanks play Tom Hanks yeah you know and he's a much better actor than that he's a fucking good actor yeah. he, he can disappear into a role but he keeps playing nice guys yeah so after a while you just see Tom Hanks even in Road to Perdition cold-blooded killer he still comes Tom across Hanks. as a nice guy yeah. no some of actors who were like that I mean it was a pitch for a movie online this is like life experience a jaded man who embarks on a search for the meaning of life after he loses his perfect wife I was thinking it's Jim Carrey pretty much pretty fucking much <laughs> Jim Carrey although yes, he will too. always have he will, after Eternal Sunshine he will always have my respect he was, yeah. he was fucking amazing in that movie I loved him in the Truman Show so did I, so did I. But I mean, but you saw Jim Carrey in the Truman Show. Yeah. He, he, whereas in Eternal Sunshine, after a while... He was for, acting. For me, it was... A, I did see the character. It wasn't just Jim Carrey. Yeah. Although when Elijah Wood came on screen, I saw Frodo. <laughs> Frodo got a haircut. Frodo's stealing women's underwear. Frodo's stealing women's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can, I can see Elijah Wood in other roles. I think um, it's like I got the problem with Leonardo DiCaprio. I can fucking see Leonardo DiCaprio. That's all I can see. No, yeah, me too. I just think he can't act. I, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio, I, I do have that problem with him to an extent, but for me, the, the one that's most hardest for me is fucking Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah. I, it, and the thing is... He's he, a barman. He's a pretty good barman. <laughs> he loses his skills. It takes the love of a good woman to get him right on track. He's a pilot. <laughs> he's a pretty good pilot. He loses his skills, and he's a lover. You're fucking right. <laughs> he's a race car driver. He's a pretty good race car driver. Or... He's a sports agent. He's a pretty <laughs> a good sports, sports agent. But he loses his skills. <laughs> and he needs to love him. Good woman, why? Oh, that's brilliant. He's a father. He's a pretty shit father. But he loses his way, and it takes the tack of Martian tripods to get him back on path. He's a Nazi. <laughs> He's, He's a, a pretty, pretty good Nazi. Nazi. <laughs> he takes the love of a good woman, plot to kill Hitler, Hitler to get him back on path. <laughs> Oh Christ! Another <laughs> uh, remake news that just doesn't need to be made. He's a he's a male empowerment therapist. He's a pretty good male empowerment therapist. But he loses his skills. Magnolia. Oh yeah, yeah. He doesn't lose his skills, yeah. and it requires his dead dad to bring him back on. 
just pitch anything like this. God. What else is happening? Remake news. Another pointless remake. The Never Ending Story. I heard... I, I, I didn't even... I saw the heading for this. I'm like, oh, fuck. Do, 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 never, do, 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 do. never Ending Story. Uh, I was actually looking. There's a band called I love that movie. You. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. So for just Radio Childhood, you can't... I, you, you, can't re, you can't remake that. It's one of those movies you can't even critique because you just saw it as a kid. Yeah, it's like, like... It doesn't matter. It's like Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like, there's no way you can apply any kind of rational thought to it. It's fucking Goonies. It's just it's a fucking, fucking brilliant movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a masterpiece. I'm going to go, fuck, what do you guys think? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're remaking this and they're going to... It's uh, Warner Brothers, the guy who wrote uh, Chun-Li... Supermax. I, I would I would have given as a kid I would have given up my left testicle to ride on that dog <laughs> for just five minutes oh actually no sorry it's, it's, um, it's Warner Brothers pictures and they have a Caprio's company who are doing it so there's Leo again but they're going to talk about stuff that's in the book that's not in the film I didn't even know it was a book yeah me neither <laughs> there's a book <laughs> well the snakes that's a real book <laughs> there's a real book apparently I thought they that was like a plot thing you yeah. know they worked it into the movie yeah, <laughs> holy <really> shit <laughs> you know they look like big, strong hands. You don't remember the rock I, monster? I, I, I remember the rock monster. I love the rock monster. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. That was no, that was the, that was my first. Uh, um, okay, not not really my first. The, the, uh, my first was Clash of the Titans. Yeah. But that was my first like fantasy movie where I totally just bought the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Because yeah. like, as a kid, you just dream about those kinds of movies, like all otherworldly fantasy. Holy shit, there's a racing snail. There's a dude with a bat. There's a guy eating rocks. It's something that isn't human and it's talking. There's a giant tortoise who sneezes. There's a guy on a horse. Wow. It doesn't, it looks, it doesn't look like a puppet. Because <laughs> yeah, before actually, that, actually, yeah, now that I think about it, I never considered them like effects. No, they just, real. It's a rock monster. They looked real. Yeah. You wanted to live there. <laughs> it's like with Fraggle Rock. You knew it was a puppet. Yeah, they were doing the Muppet one. How did you not know it was a puppet? You never saw their legs except when they went flying and it was usually Wembley's legs. Oh, God. Fra- what happened to that Fraggle Rock movie? They were gonna be, they were doing a Fraggle Rock movie at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned that a while. They mentioned that ages ago. Yeah, and then it just disappeared. That's that's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Never Ending Story. We need a we need a Fraggle Rock movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's Muppets, so like the Muppets, the quality of the Muppet movies is just awesome. You gotta have that, that to- the fucking dozers. Doozers. The doozers. <laughs> They were it was a long time ago. Cool. The du- the doozers were amazing. The doozers were fucking genius. Okay, every time I like watching it as an adult, I think the last time I saw Fraggle Rock. Did you realize I, it was one of the first kids? Is it one of the first kid shows in a manic depressive as a main character? <laughs> well, what was the name of that fucking talking rubbish heap? The Great Heap. The Great Heap. <laughs> oh yeah, and there was the Gorgs. The Gorgs. Uh, I wanted you wanted to live in never, uh, the never ending story I wanted a dog like the dog yeah the dog was always like you know in the real world part of it he was just fucking awesome I just wanted to live mm-hmm. I just wanted to live with Kermit, Fozzie and Gonzo <laughs> after watching the Muppet caper <laughs> they should they need to, they're talking about doing the Muppets Noir but they do need to just like have like the four of them living in a flat yeah and have it be rated R Muppet somethings <laughs> it had an R rated Muppets yeah. <laughs> No, they were talking we, about that in the they noir. Should, they should remake Space, but cast the Muppets. Muppets. Oh, there is a thing, I think, that I tell you. What is it? Fur TV? It's on MTV? It's mm-hmm. basically this. Really? Yeah. I mean, they're like, you know, they're, doing, they're sitting around, there's easy we- access to weapons and drugs, and they just like, do stupid things. There's one where it's a guy, it's his birthday, he's like, oh, I'll make a cake. And he's the kind of dumb, stupid character, and he can't find the ingredients, but he finds the guy's stash of drugs, and he bakes a cake, <laughs> and they all take it. 
and they're just like yeah, this is good cake yes yeah, it's really good cake and the three of them just freeze <laughs> and it lasts for a good minute <laughs> it has Muppets fucking it's all sorts of shit in it you gotta check it out have you seen Meet the Feebles no that's the the, the Peter Jackson, yeah, Peter Jackson uh, yeah. Muppet movie it's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to see that movie. It's fucked I've up. I've heard a lot about it over the years. I just haven't managed to get my hands on the copy yet. It's insane. Uh, last bit of news, I guess. Um, Alex Poirous, who we like, mm-hmm. is uh, rumored to be doing um, the Tripods movie. The Tripods, not War of the Worlds or anything like that, but it's the Tripods, which is based on an old BBC TV series, which is itself based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, post-apocalyptic Earth kind of thing. There's these tripods going everywhere. Humanity's enslaved, but they don't realize it. And these kids decide to go on the run, and they find the secret of everything. They, they made the first of the, the three books. They did the first the first series and the second series, and then they got cancelled, so you never find out what the fuck is going on, mm-hmm. and where these aliens came from, and what's happened to humanity, because we're all basically living like medieval fuckers. Well, the tripods are living it up. Right. But it's a very cool show. I haven't seen it. And it just, again, it's like, it's the BBC thing, so you just see, like, mashing war machines walking across Wales. <laughs> you know, it's got this, it's other Doctor Who thing of, like, every planet looks like a quarry. <laughs> it's just that lovely English countryside. Come to Wales and see no one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should press on with uh, movie news. Okay. Or, right, reviews. All right. I didn't see any trailers this week, anyway, did you? No, I, I just... I did, I did. Alien Trespass. Mm. Is that looking? Is that look funny? I've heard a lot about it. It's a kind of 1950s um, kind yeah. of alien invasion. Yeah, thing. I mean, it, it looks like it could go either way. And they've been doing weird publicity for this. They're, they're saying that it's actually a lost movie from the 50s, and all the actors in it, it's not actually them, it's their parents, they've been saying. It's just stupid. It's, I mean, it, I, it looks like the kind of movie where you, you just check your brain at the door, and yeah. you know, if it's done well, then it, you'll have a good time. Yeah. But you can't really tell like a, from the trailer. It looks cheesy, but... And like, looks like it could be fun. Yeah, you know, you don't know because some 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 of it looks really bad, and you don't know if it's bad on purpose. Yeah. So it's uh, it touch and go. Yeah, I mean, it looks like something that you might enjoy if you get really high, because <laughs> it, it does look to be really weird and, and stupid in that way. Did I mention last week I actually did see the trailer for the lesbian vampire killers? Uh, no. You didn't. Yeah, looks fucking Looking awesome. awesome. <laughs> It's, it lives up to its title. It totally <laughs> looks like it lives up to its title. Just these two fuckheads running around and like, just the shit they come up with. It's got hilarious. Paul McGann as a fucking shotgun, like a crossbow totting fucking priest. Yeah. How can you not watch that? So, reviews. I'll kick it off with doubt. Okay. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, Meryl, Meryl Streep, and Amy um, Adams are in it. Um, it's set in, I think, Chicago in the 50s or 60s. Um, it's a priest and this nuns, these nuns who run a school essentially and he's their boss and shit like that and they live horrible halfway point it's a really nice kind of like period piece of just like life in a life in a school mm-hmm. like you know the, the nuns are doing their kind of like ascetic shit like they just have milk and, and you know basic crappy food and the priests are having a couple of some beers in the fag and having a great ale time and uh, Meryl Streep is like the principal she's the principal and the head nun mm-hmm. although the whole way through when they're eating around the table all I could think was nun soup <laughs> Big shout out to Johnny Five, but um, <laughs> halfway through the movie, it does a very nice thing of just building up what life is like and this kind of stuff. You know, there's no real plot for the first while; it just kind of ambles. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's kind of these weird little things about the priest and this kid, and he's in a room. When the kid comes back, he's kind of shaken, and it's just Amy Adams is the kind of you know the young innocent nun who's got none, and um, she's just she's a bit worried about it. She mentions it to Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep goes off. 
and it is like I mean it's been what was it was she nominated for an Oscar for that I think yeah they all were yeah all three of them were. and it is an acting powerhouse movie like you know, her, role, her role is quite weird there's some weird shit in it like her light bulb keeps going in her room in the middle of heated conversations and like they're fucking in each other's they're up in each other's shit and all and it's like ding he goes, mm, there he goes again it's kind of like a weird character who kind of she, she has highs and lows kind of but not quite and they just come at weird times there's no progression of it it's kind of just like takes you out of it a little bit it's like it's Meryl Streep acting if you know what I mean so this something happens in this confusion and she just the, the nun takes it into her mind she's got already got her mind set from the start mm-hmm. he touched this kid right and nothing's going to, she's no proof and nothing's going to um, change her mind and it's just the interplay between her, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and the kid's mother, who comes into it for a very short scene. But she was, she was nominated for Best Supporting yeah, yeah, Actress. Yeah. She's in it for like 10 minutes. There's just one conversation with Meryl Streep and her just walking on. And it is based on the play, but it's not very play-like. They, they actually move outside and something like that, so you get this feeling of movement. But it's just one scene. Is she good? No, she's quite good. It is. And she does get to, I mean, in that one scene, she does get to go through the whole range of emotions, you know? Right, and right, she, right. You know, anyone who gets snot running down the nose and they're crying gets an Oscar, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um... She pulls it off, but it's just weird. I mean, I don't know whether we're trying to get doubt in the viewer's mind about it, you know what I mean? Because the ending is odd as well. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just weird. Right. It's just odd. And, like, the reaction that Philip Seymour Hoffman has when they first go to him is so strongly that you're kind of, like, thinking... I don't know whether... It's, it, it's not built up in the movie whether it's because of the time it could destroy him. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not, because even though it's not true, if a nun says it, it's going to destroy him. But I didn't think about it that much at the time. It was like, it just came out that he was just like... I'm not going to tell you what happened and then he tells you what happened and they believe him and it's just like you don't believe him mm-hmm. I don't believe him like lock the fucker up because I don't know whether I, think that's, I don't know whether it's a weakness in the play or not but it's just like if you want to have the movies doubt it's about this doubt over this thing but I think for that you really need to be like in there you need to think both arguments are actually valid but you're like well I'll air with, I'll air with, I'll air with the crazy bitch and the habit mm-hmm. but um so because of that, it let me a little bit unsatisfied. Yeah, yeah. And nothing's, it, it think if they're going to leave nothing resolved, in a way, they should have built that up a little bit more, so you would come out thinking about it as opposed to just going on. Oh, so it doesn't really have a resolution. Um, it it, it kind of does, but again, there's doubt over yeah. what that resolution is. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just an odd movie. Amy Adams is great in it. Mm-hmm. Mary Mastery is very good, but like I said, it's an odd character. But she does. She looks like some kind of bird. She looks like a kind of hawk ready to swoop down and pick up a nun or a kid and just. No, clip, the clips that I've seen, it is a bizarre look. Yeah. You know, uh, for. The for, habit, the nun shit they wear is like a bonnet. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it does look really weird. Yeah. When does it take place again? I think it's the 50s or 60s. Right, right, right. Actually, it's the end of the 60s because they talk about John F. Kennedy um, dying. That's one thing. The mass scenes really took me back. When he's giving a sermon, mm-hmm. I completely zoned out on one of them. I was just so used to church, priest talking. <laughs> Think about your shopping. What they going to tomorrow? <laughs> Are these shoes too tight? No, I'm okay. No, Catholic Catholic mass is truly <laughs> fucking dull. Yeah. There's no explosions, car chases. <laughs> where's the drama? It's a monologue. And whereas whereas like charismatic churches is like the total other extreme. Yeah, that's what's going. Yeah, charismatic churches. It's like being at a, it's being at a, like a, at, a, at a really positive club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean yeah watch it for the performances but it's something that I wouldn't like say set aside some time in your calendar and actually sit down and watch it I did and was like mm-hmm. right yeah so I haven't yeah it's not great it's not great no okay <laughs> fuck you Mel Street. <laughs>
fucking two hours of my life I could have watched Bolt <laughs> so are you saying that a, a John Travolta as a dog is more entertaining than watching Meryl Streep I haven't watched Bolt yet I didn't have time I watched fucking Doubt <laughs> I just was expecting a little bit more from it I really was it just this, god <laughs> I was expecting nothing from Baltimore. Like, oh, I'm sure when they were making Doubt and all the people involved in Doubt, they never ever thought that they'd be mentioned in as criticism. The same sentence, the same sentence as Bolt. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> we did forget to talk about <laughs> Maybe we should do a special segment. Yeah. I don't have the list. In May. <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay, can I just say, I was fucking pissed that Mickey Rourke didn't win. Yeah? I was pissed. Have you seen Milk yet? I haven't seen Milk. No, neither have I. But I've seen The Wrestler, and he's awesome in it. Yeah. But it's just... No, I mean, I have no doubt that Sean Penn's very good in it. You know, I mean, yeah. Sean Penn's always very good. Yeah. Uh, it's just that... It kind of kind of makes you think that if it had... That if, if it had not been such a politically charged movie, you know, ha- might, might, it, might it have won the award? Yeah. You know what I mean? It did feel kind of political in that regard, and the whole, the whole, the whole, yeah, especially with the way things are over there at the moment, and the whole gay thing was played pretty strong, like throughout the, like you know, when it won best screenplay, the writer got up there and like talking about equal rights, so it made it feel political. Yeah, you know, and then Sean Penn goes up there, and the very first thing he says is, "You call me homo-loving sons of guns." Yeah, sons of guns. You know, it's like, huh? <laughs> Weird. I'm glad to see Heath Ledger did actually get the sporting actor up. Oscar. Come on! <laughs> you watched it when, 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 when... I didn't watch it! Oh, you didn't watch it? It wasn't work! Alright. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I was going back and forth. Alright. I was on the web just updating the page. But you know, like, when they, when they uh, talk about the nominees, yeah. and they talk about each nominee, they, they cut to the nominee. When they talked about Heath Ledger, cut to his family, dude. His whole family was sitting there. You know, and of course, you know, naturally they would be. But it's like... You can't not give the <laughs> I mean, can you, you imagine? You, 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 can you thought of it, you were going to give it to somebody else. It's like, oh. Can you imagine, you know, and it's like you cut to the family and then after that, and the winner is Robert Downey Jr. for playing blackface. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, grantedly very well, but, but, but you know. It's fucking family's there. His family's there. <laughs> you, can't, you can't not give it. Yeah. Well, I was happy as well to see that uh, Wally be Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you, Animation Fest Awards! Politics, man. Politics. <laughs> the Animation Oscars didn't give it shit! <laughs> <laughs> Did they get on TV? Huh? They could only because they were cutting down the show, wasn't it? They were, they were reducing the number they would actually show on TV. The, the Oscars, the actual show. That they were yeah, I, I'm, I'm not too sure. I didn't, I didn't see that award get given out. Okay. But it was like... And I don't know why, but I was strangely happy to see Benjamin Button get so little. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. I haven't seen the movie. Can't comment. I'll probably watch it and go, oh, awesome. Yeah. But I don't know why. It was like, I, can't, I mean, I can't even think this is You just it. wanted to see the Indians win. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing Slumdog had going for it. It was Mumbai. Mm. And all the Indians that were going up there saying, this is history. <laughs> India, A1, number one. Take it and go. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> lose, lose. <laughs> lose, lose. Lose, lose. <laughs> but I mean, I saw, you've, seen, you've seen something again. 
Huh? You still haven't seen it? I right? still haven't seen it. Fucking no. watch it. No, no, I want to see it. I know, I know it'll be awesome. It's just, a, I don't know why. It was just so, so much fun to see all these Indians go up there and just like having a ball, not fucking being able to, you know, let it sink in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and you gotta love that. That's why I love it when like people like Anna Paquin win and they're so fucking shocked. They don't yeah. know what to do. It's like finally an unprepared winner. Yeah. <laughs> Is the whole thing about the Oscars? Like, this is such a shock. Oh, like thank um, blah blah blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. You know, it's like you so knew you're gonna win. <laughs> but you didn't catch any of the show. Did you, was it any good? I mean, how was Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman was very good. Was he? I mean, he was very good in the sense that um, the Oscars finally wisened up and actually hired hired someone who can actually sing and can actually dance to do song and dance numbers. Yeah, yeah. So he did a couple of things. He did a couple of things and did it very well. Yeah, what would you? Uh, he did this uh, song about all the all the nominees, so similar to what Billy Crystal used to do back in the day. Cool. Um, but uh, and then Anne Hathaway came up and sang. Oh, pretty good voice. Really? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good voice. Damn it. But yeah, Hugh Jackman was doing all these fancy gay steps, and he ends the song with "I'm Wolverine." <laughs> <laughs> Coming out in May. <laughs> he didn't sing that. But. No. Might as well. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah it was good to see Danny Boyle get something good to see Danny Boyle get something there was a cool thing I think they had the guy who was on it was the documentary about Man Noir uh-huh. they had him there was a photo on one of the websites that one yeah that one as well yeah. best documentary wasn't it yeah they had uh, the, the acrobat involved in that and they had him balancing the Oscar on his chin yeah 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 and yeah. there was a photo of Danny Boyle trying the same thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I saw that bit Apparently, the Man on Wire, that was um, the best-reviewed film of last year. Yeah, yeah. It was the, the best-reviewed yeah, film of last year. Had the high Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, that was really Yeah, high. yeah, it was like 98 or something. That's ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to review more documentaries on the show. Kind of found um, Taxi to the Dark Side, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah, it's I haven't seen that either. Heard it's very, very good, though. I, I picked up a copy of the DVD, but it wouldn't play. Ah. Yeah, so I've, kept, I've been meaning to go get my money. Oh, <laughs> same place I picked up mine. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> Street hot? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, yeah, I, I saw Sicko, right? And I can't say I enjoyed this movie, <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend it, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this it, is the Alan, uh, Mike, Michael, Michael Moore. Moore. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's the last documentary that Michael Moore had out. It did it did very well for a documentary in the yeah. box office, but uh, compared to Fahrenheit 9/11, I mean, yeah. nowhere near that much. I mean. I think Fahrenheit 911 to this day is still the highest grossing documentary ever, right? Yeah, and I mean, that, I mean, wasn't that over 100 mil? Something wasn't like that, yeah. Fahrenheit 911 like over 100 mil? Something but I mean, that was a, that was something people want. They gotta go see that, you know? What I mean, it's fucking 911. For yeah, sake. it's like a bush for fuck's sake. Yeah, you know. I mean, with this, uh, Michael Moore does uh, to the uh, healthcare system, the, the the American healthcare system, what he does to George Bush yeah. in 911. I mean, rips it a new asshole, and it's just fucking depressing. And what is it? Just going and talking to people on Medicare, and the worst the people have the worst fucking problems. With um, it? I mean, I mean, the thing about Michael Moore is that you got to get past the, the obvious manipulation. Yeah, uh, which is his biggest. I mean, that, that's the one thing if you're going to make any kind of complaint when it comes to his documentaries that he really does try to tuck at the hard strings mm. as much as he can. But he gets away with it because uh, it never feels forced. Right. It always. It's not like you're watching a Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's sincere. <laughs> <laughs> nail you to the chair and make pull back, pull back, hole. pull back, pull back. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> so but, anyway, but it's just depressing. I mean, like the basic thing about it is that um, the healthcare system in in America is designed to fuck people. Yeah. Um, 
and he compares that to uh, a number of other countries, um, one being uh, to the UK, um, Cuba, Canada, Cuba, and I th- yeah, I mean, and France, and France, yeah. And uh, the, the common main thing is that these places, med- medica- med- these are civilized places. These are civilized places where uh, medication is taken care of. You yeah. know, like there's no need, like you don't get fucked by the insurance company or anything, because it's just uh, the way the way the uh, the healthcare system. No insurance, no healthcare. Yeah, pretty much. And there are so many people that can't afford it, and even the people uh, there, there's so many people that can't get um, insurance, and even the people that can, it's like they can still find a way to fuck you back and drop you. Yeah. You know, and uh, for for very like mundane things. Oh, is that the thing where it's like you know they qualify for something? They yeah. disqualify people who are really fucking sick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they and follow, the, this happens to some people in the documentary. Exactly. And uh, and the, and you know he goes to interview like doctors in uh, the uh, the healthcare system in America and. The way it's set up is that um, if the more people you refuse, the, like the more uh, the, the the more money you will make yeah. as a doctor, your your you will get a pay increase if you actually like uh, stop people from staying at the hospital. Yeah. And uh, when he goes to interview a doctor in the UK, it's the total opposite. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like if you know if, if I can get my if I if uh, get, if I can get my patients' blood pressure down or if I can get them to quit smoking. Uh, you, then you know you earn more money. Yeah. And Michael Moore's like, let me get this straight. If you get your patients to stop smoking, you earn more money. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just a whole thing about how everywhere he goes, and he talks to Americans who are living in England. He talks to Americans who are living in France uh, to, you know, like to compare. You know, yeah. it's like, and uh, and obviously he gives you examples of people who have gotten well and truly fucked in America mm-hmm. over it. You know. Uh, and you know, so a whole bunch of nine uh, eleven uh, volunteer workers as well, who uh, have Shit. gotten incredibly sick because they were in Ground Zero helping out and everything. Yeah. And uh, now they're like, uh, you know, Fuck, like pissed on. Basically, they're, they're getting shat on. And uh, what? And uh, and then like this whole thing about Guantanamo Bay, because like he, he goes and looks around everywhere, and it's like, oh, it seems like America's the only place that doesn't provide for its people. Blah blah mm. blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and then he's like uh, trying to find you know like there must be some fucking you know like in, in the whole of America can I find one place yeah. uh, that that has where where, where it works yeah where it works and uh, it's revealed that Guantanamo Bay <laughs> the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay are on Medicare get free medic get free fucking Medicare <laughs> so he fucking takes the nine eleven volunteer workers the sick people to Guantanamo Bay <laughs> fuck that was yeah I heard that you got a lot of shit of that but I mean that's very stuntish yeah 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 how'd they get on with them they had shake hands have a chat um, actually I won't I won't give that away because that's actually one part of the movie where there's a part of you that's like fuck this is blatant manipulation yeah and it feels like a stunt but where it actually goes like it it doesn't go where you think it's gonna go oh, okay and it kind of surprises you a little bit and and in the surprise Horrifies you even more. Yeah, it's ju- it's just so depressing, and I'm I'm not American, and I'm watching this, and I get angry. Yeah, you know, I, I was getting angry, and I was getting depressed watching it, and it's like this is so fucked up. Not you the feel good movie of the year. Not the feel good movie of the year, uh, because you see like regular regular people getting fucked for no fault of their own, and and, and really getting fucked. Yeah. You know, and then when you compare it to places where this problem does not exist. Yeah, like you never hear of Aussie, you never hear of bed shortages in the U.S., right? Hmm. UK and Ireland, they always hear about bed shortages. Too many fucking sick people. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like when you and just talking to people who live in those countries, as well as Americans who live in those countries, that compare it with their experience home. It's, I mean, yeah, you're you're only you're hearing from a certain group of people, so obviously you're going to be hearing different shit from different people all over yeah, the place. Yeah. But to be presented with these bits of facts and to see the effect that it has on people, and to compa- and to have that sort of comparison with other places that don't have this problem, 
and with uh, interviews with people from these places, it just puts it just puts you in this very uncomfortable position, mm-hmm. uh, this un- uh, very uncomfortable feeling where you're just thinking, this is just fucking wrong. How can mm-hmm. this be? You know, it gets you angry. And so if I feel that way, I'm trying to imagine being an American in, in, in America. America, watching this mo- watching this documentary yeah. in an Ameri- in a cinema in America. Yeah. It's like, how would you feel? You'd be fucking making want to riot. <laughs> so. So yeah, I would highly, I would highly recommend seeing it. It's, cool. uh, it's very well made. I mean, yeah, it, it is manipulative, but you know, it's done well. So who gives a shit? Yeah. And there's some really, really like nice moments in there. Yeah. Like where, like you know, for a documentary, I mean, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, I would definitely recommend watching it. Cool. <clears throat> I did love the thing in Moses Farnan uh, when we had a little cartoon about you know Americans and why they're so paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> and, and bowling for Columbine. Yeah. Was it bowling? For, no. Was it bowling that for Columbine? Bowling for that was bowling for Columbine. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Like all the black people, the white people. Yeah. <laughs> with like, their guns. Yeah. Once upon a time, a whole load of white folk got real scared of religious persecution. Went over here. Then they got scared of black people. Then they, got, they brought a load of black people over. And they got scared of them. Then it is. Then it is. And then they locked themselves in their ivory towers. And now they're scared of each other. <laughs> it's a little separate thing. But yeah, I enjoy his documentaries. I haven't seen his first one. What's the first one? Um, uh, it's about um, the car industry. Getting fucked in his hometown. Oh, um, is it Roger and Me? Yeah, Roger and Me. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a gay movie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of skipped over for a while. All right, let's move on to the rundown of Malaysian and U.S. box office top ten. Right, at number ten for the Malaysian box office, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, it's only out here now. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, House. House. You really want to see this, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do really want to see you it. Have you heard any reviews of it? No. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's one of those movies that's probably best I don't hear any reviews. Yeah. Number eight, Eden Lake. Eden Lake, haven't seen that yet. No. Number, Number seven, Pink, Pink Panther, Panther 2. 2. Couldn't make me watch that for all the money in the world. Number six, Ongbat 2. 2. I want to see that. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> Tony Ja. Yeah. Number he, five. He's inhuman. Is he? <laughs> he's a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... Or he's, or he's made a pact with Satan so he can fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's cool. He, he, yeah, he's fucking good. Uh, <laughs> number five, Valkyrie. Tom Cruise says the Nazis. Um, he plays a Nazi. Hmm. A pretty good Nazi. <laughs> number four, four the curious, curious Case of Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Button. I will try and watch this next month. <laughs> number three, Kung Fu Chefs. You heard anything good about this? Or um, it's a challenge shocker for chefs. Kind it's of. Samo Hung, right? I've, I so. I've seen the trailer. It looks it looks so bad, it must be brilliant. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks bad in, ter- in, in terms of plot. Yeah. It looks great in terms of like, you know, like Kung Fu moves and cooking food and shit like that. Cool. Because <laughs> I really love that shot. It's, soccer. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the action-packed version of Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Punisher Warzone. Uh, Chiri did that last week. Not good. Have you seen it? No. I saw it. And? It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Chiri is absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, there are some moments where it's genuinely entertaining because it's so fucking stupid. Really? Uh, but the acting is absolutely atrocious. And, 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 and yeah, it's emo Punisher. Yeah. He's like always fucking crying or in, in like, it's like... Punisher doesn't cry. He's all, he's all emotional and shit, you know, because like in, while he's like shooting up a bunch of bad guys, one of the people that gets hit is an undercover agent and he's guilt ridden. They turn Frank Castle into a fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when he's on his own, it's like, uh, he's like, he's all depressed. You know, you have to expect him to like start jerking himself off or something. To, and to, crying. You know, start crying. In the corner. You know, like. <laughs> I mean, the very first t- the very first thing you, you see after he's done killing some people, like in the first half an hour, is that he's at, he's at, a, he's at the graveyard crying. He's crying. 
and you got like flashbacks of his kids like you know shut up and cut back to him he's crying again and then cut back to a scene with microchip and then microchip's like what's wrong frank it's like what Microchip never asked for <laughs> You just work for him. Yeah. Don't, I hope you don't get hurt. Just like gives him some weapons, gives him some money. That's too much. What? That's too much, Frank. It's like, look, I know you're beating yourself up over this over this agent. He's like, what the fuck is going on? This is not Punisher. <laughs> what am I hearing? <laughs> Make it stop. And whenever Ray Stevenson speaks, it, it sounds like an episode of EastEnders. <laughs> Guns. It's like... <laughs> He's Phil Mitchell. Oh, no. Is that bad? <laughs> no, it's, I mean, the, the American accent's really dodgy. Mm. It's really dodgy. I mean, it doesn't sound like EastEnders, but he, he sure as fuck doesn't sound American. He's just tired of fucking Americans. Uh, but, uh, and, and speak the lingo. And the violence is so cartoonish. Really? It's so fucking cartoonish. And is the violence even cool? Some of it is. Some of it. I mean, but like that scene that Sharon's talking about, like Frank Castle is so fucking strong that he can punch through a guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> Is he's not? Yeah, it's a funny scene. Yeah. I cracked up. <laughs> there's not. There's not an awful lot of that. There's a lot of that. Oh, there is a lot. There's of a lot of cartoonist. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's it's uh, not enjoyable on some level. Yeah. It kind of is, especially like if you do what I do and chapter skip through the dialogue because the dialogue really is bad. Yeah. You know, but but the action is it's pretty good. fun. Once you get it out of your head that it's Punisher, it's pretty fun. <laughs> Back to the top ten. Number one, gang. What? Gang. Oh, gang. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, the Animated. Malaysia's uh, first animated feature film. No, I haven't heard anything about it. Mm, I've I've heard a couple of things, mixed mixed reviews. Oh, okay. But I hear visually it's good. Okay. I mean, like uh, impressive. And then we move on to the US box office top ten. Number ten, we got the International, the Evil Bank. The Evil Bank. Ooh. <laughs> I think it would have made more money if they just called it Evil. The Bank. bank. Yeah, Evil the Bank. bank. The Evil Bank. bank. Attack of the Evil Bank. And, you know, like, get Sam Raimi. It's Sam Raimi, the director. Yeah. Evil Bank. Number nine, fired up. The Evil is, Dead Bankers. Is this part of this? I heard this is just, like, basically, might as well be a remake of, um... Dilla Chilliger movie from the 90s. Uh, uh... What is it? Bring It On? Bring It On, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything good about it. Yeah. It, you know, and it just looks atrocious. Number eight, Paul Blart, all cop movie okay. I want to see, and I have no idea why. Number seven, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Movie I want to see. A movie I have no theater. intention of seeing, and I know exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Friday the 13th, talking about Dean Enough. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that too, just to check it out. Yeah. I've already agreed on the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Number five, Slumdog Millionaire. That movie's really hanging in there. Yeah. 15, 15 weeks in release. release. Number four. Hola. Number four. My loony bun is <laughs> fine, Benny Lava. <laughs> you need a bun to bite Benny Lava. <laughs> Have you have you seen that? What's that, is that on, the, you, on YouTube? When they put the English over the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like Gilly Man. You seen the thriller one? No, I've seen Gilly Man. Gilly Man. Gilly Man. But have you seen Benny Lava? No, uh, I think I've actually yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Have you been high today? That's <laughs> <laughs> like the hillside kind of thing. I see the nuns are gay. Fucking brilliant. You should get yeah, And when you read it in English, it sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I these clips on YouTube. I think if you look for Gurney Man, you'll find them all. They've got Indian movies and they've translated them phonetically into English. And again, when you watch it without the subtitles, you don't see anything. You don't hear anything. It sounds like this, okay, I don't understand. But when you read it, it is just fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's, it sounds just like it. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> just not He's that just into, not that into you. Couldn't care less. Number three. I, I, I want to see it. You want to see it? I want to see it. Why? Because I have a, th- I have a thing for uh, ensembles. Mm. 
And no, I want to see it because uh, it's got a few actors in there that I kind of like, and there's enough actors in, in there that I like that I think like I, at the very least I want to see it. Okay. It's not like something I got to be there on opening day for, you know. But like a few months down the line, at some point. Yeah, when you're when you're tired of crying and wanking in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, once I'm once I've used up all my Nick Cave CDs. <laughs> Number three, Carlene. Is it Carlene or Carlene? I know. Carlene, Carlene. Carlene, Carlene. Sweet Carlene. She's the reason for I really want to see this when it comes out now because it sounds pretty good. Number two, Taken. Kick ass. I fucking awesome. This fucking awesome movie. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson fucking is the fucking... He's the bomb in it. <laughs> Liam Neeson should just do action films from now on. Absolutely. I was, I was, I, I, a friend of mine bought it as well and they were just, um, they were live texting me. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> It's a fucking awesome movie, and it so takes you off. Remember, do you remember what I was talking about? Like when he's guarding Holly Valance, the first time you see him take someone out? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a, a taste of what awaits Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did expect, I was thinking, it's Luke Besson, they're getting away in a boat, he's in a car, he's going to crash the car into the boat. I was slightly, slightly disappointed he didn't do that. I thought he was just going to go off the brief Terminator 2 style land on the fucking back of the No, what I liked about that movie was that it was like Transporter but with more realistic action exactly you know uh, it was like Transporter but grounded yeah I mean they, they pushed the envelope as much as they could but it always and Mason just oh, grounded it oh, and it's like he makes Jack Bauer look like a pussy when he shoots that guy's wife oh yeah yeah he totally shoots her fucking he wife shoots his wife <laughs> it's like you're fucking with me don't fuck with me he's totally fucking hardcore <laughs> And even he's just so prepared. It's like your man goes for the gun, and he's already been in the bathroom, got the gun. It's like you need bullets for that. It's like fucking awesome. And he throws them out, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, we're giving away like some fun stuff here, but it doesn't matter because like no one listens this long in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck you. But yeah, definitely watch Cats Take It. It's great. It's a great movie. I mean, the most unrealistic ending ever. Yeah, I was like, when he got weirdest fucking ending ever. I thought like the CIA were going to pick him up at the airport, not ruining anything. But go watch Taken. Uh, number one, Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to Jail. Apparently he's made a couple of movies. It's Tyler Medea. Who the fuck is it? He's made shitloads of movies. Yeah. I mean, like, I can't I can remember, like, The Family That Prays. Um, what? Uh, M- Medea's Family Reunion. What? Uh, it, it's all, it's uh, these, like, black-centric movies. Af- mm-hmm. Afro- uh, African-American. Big up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Why does everyone know such fucking racists? <laughs> I've, had, I've been drinking all day. <laughs> Coffee doesn't count. <laughs> it's a slip. Well, yeah, I heard it wasn't doing so well, or it's not very good. But I, just, I never heard this guy. You seem to not doing well. Right? It's fucking. I mean, like it. It made like forty million its opening weekend. Okay, my sources were shit. Yeah, your sources were. His movies always open very big. Really? They they, they drop after that pretty quick, but um, he, they always open. Uh, open huge it's weird so that rounds up the top 10s nearly rounds up the podcast I think we should probably mention something about Watchmen being opening next week yes Watchmen talked, is opening. we haven't talked about it so far this podcast oh, we've mentioned it once once yeah yes Watchmen is opening next week and I'll get to see it uncut uncut you fuck ha 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 I gotta figure out I'm looking forward to it I yeah. can't wait yeah. I can't wait uh-huh. Reviews, reviews so far seem, seem to be good four not five the four, most, four stars mostly all around so that's good enough yeah I've been trying it's I've, the best we could hope for I've been trying I've been trying my, I've been trying my hardest to stay away from uh, all the clips and everything so yeah, it's yeah. going to be a really fresh experience for me and it's been a while since I've read the book so I'm sure there'll be a lot of like I was telling you earlier there'll be a lot of things I don't remember that'll be like oh fuck I'll remember it when I see it yeah and that'll be cool I don't know how the fuck I'm going to catch it because it's an R-rated action movie with loads of sex <laughs> 
won't make sense. It'll be like fucking forgetting Sarah Marshall. It'll be 20 minutes long. No, but I, I yeah. We'll have to fit, we'll have to we'll figure out a way to do a special cast. Yeah, yeah. We, we got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about it for months and then just yeah, not just, be able not to be <laughs> able to fucking talk about it. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And uh, that ends this podcast for this week. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you in a couple of months. All right. Bye. Good night. <laughs>